No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop Tour Bus. Head over to shoptourbus.com and check out the Digital Lot's finest Grateful Dead inspired merchandise anywhere on the planet. You know what? They have a new design this month. Yeah, they do. Hell in a bucket. It is a hell in a hand bucket. (laughs) Yeah. A hand bucket. Are all buckets hand buckets? Mostly. <laughs> no, a hand bucket has a little handle on it, yeah. like you would carry. What hey, other kind of bucket is there? I don't. I don't know. A fire bucket. This is definitely a fire bucket. It's got fire and a cool yeah, skull hand coming is. out. You know what? Shop Tour Bus does um, off the nose. Grateful Dead inspired designs, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, all the cool stuff that we like to wear when we're hanging out or going to shows. Well, this design has the muscle tee, which is fantastic. Yeah, they they have some really cool, like super soft stuff. And it comes to you in a one of a kind hand design box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside. Nobody else on the planet is going to have a box like yours and... It's got all kinds of cool extras inside, and some of you are going to get a Grateful Dead Dead bootleg cassette tape in your order. Some of you are going to get miracles, so you really do never know what you're going to get from our friends over at Shop Tour Bus. They happen to be the longest sponsors of No Simple Road. Yeah, they are. And they are part of our family. So check them out, shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram. And when you check out, put in the promo code NOSIMPLEROAD, all one word, and they are going to give you 10%, or I'm sorry, not 10%, they're going to give you free shipping. Free shipping. That's right, free shipping. It's going to come to you for free. So check that out and make sure to support the No Simple Road family sponsors. Have you ever listened to Shred is Dead? Out of a skull? That you got at Electric Fish Lights? Shit. Well, you certainly can. You're going to probably <laughs> do that when you get one. Yeah. Check this out, man. Go to electricfishlights.com and check out what they're doing. They make one-of-a-kind custom light fixtures for your home. These aren't just a boring light that you hang in your house no, and you turn it on and off. These are made with a thing called IQ Technology. Which stands IQ. for Are interlocking quadrilateral. That's right. It is 30 interlocking pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And it's made from upcycled vinyl like milk jug plastic. And when you put those milk jug plastic vinyl interlocking pieces together, they can make pretty much anything. You Possibilities can are endless. Endless, endless, endless. So check it out. 
go to electricfishlights.com. Check out what they're doing. Get yourself hooked up with a sports team lamp, your favorite steal your face lamp, or a pickle a rick. A pickle rick. <laughs> or you could even. A minion, SpongeBob. There's, I mean, you think of it. There's so many they'll do things it. there. And you could even like try and stump them, come up with something that you think would be difficult to make an IQ light out of. And they can probably hook it up. And you can get color-changing upgrade bulbs. You can get Bluetooth speaker bulbs that change color. All these come with a uh, 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on bulb, a hardware kit to hang the light, and some of you lucky few are going to get a No Simple Road collaborative print. If you get the color-changing bulb upgrade, you are going to get a poster that John from Electric Fish Lights and I and, came up with together. It's and trust incredible. me, you want to get the upgrade because these will make your posters, it'll make anything in your house. It'll make your blank white walls come to life. Yes, Every color of the rainbow just flashing off everything. And you got to do it. True. And, you know, if you were thinking about painting your room, you could just get an IQ light and paint your room with light and yeah. save yourself the hassle of smelling stinky paint. I'm just saying. <laughs> Go to electricfishlights.com. Put in the promo code NSR when you check out. You're going to get 10% off, and you're going to be supporting the fam, man. So go hook it up. Electric Fish Lights, get enlightened. One of No Simple Road's wonderful sponsors is out here in the Portland area, and it is Define, Define Premium, Premium Cannabis. Cannabis. Define has all of your cannabis needs, including tinctures, including flour, including bath salts, including tinctures and rubs. They have everything you need to calm down, relax, dress your sore muscles, aches, pains. And they have two locations in the Portland area. One in Hillsborough, one in Forest Grove. And, and you know what, man? There's a lot of podcasts out there that give you promo codes like we do and give you, you know, introductory offers and all that. But I'm going to tell you something, man. Not a lot of podcasts out there give you 10% off your weed. No. And not a lot of podcasts out there clothe you. So when you go in, tell them you're part of the No Simple Road family. You're going to get 10% off your purchase every time. And the first time you go in and you tell them you're part of the family, you're going to get a free T-shirt. So we're going to put right. clothes on your back. We're going to get you stoned. We're going to give you a discount. And you're, if you go to the Hillsboro location Monday through Friday and you ask for Apple, he will uh -huh. come out of the back dressed like a deadhead. Yeah, that's not much of a stretch. That's, no. <laughs> that's a usual thing. No, and his, his encyclopedic cannabis knowledge will come floating out of his brain into the case and find you the perfect cannabis product. I do. Yeah. I know a lot of things. He does. A lot he of strains. So go check it out, man. Hillsborough and Forest Grove, two locations. They're hooking it up. If you live in Portland and you haven't gone to Define and you're part of the No Simple do Road family, it. you're blowing it, man. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events. 
providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. To his head. He's a, hey, no. he's a no silly chicky family. monkey. What's he's up, doing everybody? inversions. We have landed. The ship has Ooh. landed back on the ground. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of No Simple Road. Welcome How's everybody doing? back, family. Welcome back, everybody. Zarin. It's Mel. This is Apple. Welcome back. If you hear snoring in the background, that's Darwin. That's Darwin. Yeah. He is sawing some fat logs down there. Um, so, yeah, the ship has landed. We have made it back to Portland safe and sound. We are. Uh, more or less in line and uh, here back in the studio. And we want to welcome Marcus Razak to the show today. Welcome Marcus yeah, to yeah. this episode of No Simple Road. You guys, if you don't know who Marcus Marcus Razak is, he is the founding member of Shred is Dead and multiple other amazing musical projects and a shredder on the guitar and a, just a rad human being. We had a blast talking to him, man. Yeah, we did. Um, but you know, no simple road doesn't do the normal format of podcasts where we just like, yeah, this week is Marcus Razak. And then we go into the, the interview. We talk for a while before that. And we have a lot to talk about this week. We I really, don't think really there's do. normal formats of podcasts. Kind of. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts and they kind of just do that, but we don't, we're different. So are you, you're different. We are different. I, we are definitely different, <laughs> different bunch of human How are you different, babe? Well, I, I, how would I even start that sentence? (laughs) First of all, I'm from space. My mom was a trapeze artist. My dad was a movie producer. Should I continue? I mean, you're just telling me your history. How you you asked how I was different. That's that's (laughs) pretty different. Anybody else out there can say that. I'll, I'll, Please email me at info at nosimplerode.com. I'd love to meet you. Well, I'm capable of saying that. It wouldn't be true, but I can say that. <laughs> Just email I can say Apple. lots of things. My dad was a crocodile. My mom, oh. Was he? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, too. Anyway, everybody. That's why I'm so snappy. <laughs> we just got back from the gorge, 
And as you could tell, we're stretched a little thin. Um, but what Can did, they tell that? What day is it today? We're doing great. Let's oh, say yeah. not, not unless we point uh, it out. Today's oh. Wednesday, September 1st. So we got back Monday evening and uh, we... So we left, fr- we missed the Friday show at the Gorge of Fish. Uh, we got there at 10 o'clock at night and uh, set up our camp in the cold rain and snow in the wind. And that was perfect because we rode in, we rode into the Gorge. The show was going on, which we could hear from several miles away and see the light show. Rolled in. It was a ghost town because everybody traffic. was in the show. No, no traffic right in. And we just finished setting up camp as the last song was playing and the encore was getting That's ready to so start. True. It was literally the most perfect timing. And it was a little cold, but perfect to set up your camp. So you're not all hot and sweaty. That's and, true. And we had a light that was right over our camp. So we d- didn't really have any issues with lighting. And it was just the perfect way to step into that because if we would have gotten there on Saturday morning traffic and the heat and you know the clusterfuck of everything that would have sucked Saturday morning we would have been tense with each other no (sighs) it it was perfect we actually set up and broke down our camp in the most calm non-fighty way that we've ever had if you guys guys have ever seen there's a bumper sticker out there that says I'm sorry for what I said when we were setting up the tent and there's a reason that that bumper <laughs> sticker exists. Yeah, like everybody, when you go camping, you're all excited to go camping, but it's fucking frustrating and Ew. it's tension and it's like a lot of things that you don't anticipate when you say, I want to go camping. No shit. <laughs> well, like that, it's right in the name. It's right up front there. Tense. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it warns yes, you. Right, Apple. <clears throat> you know, it, it, Mel and I mm-hmm. were, I, I'll give us, a 10 out of 10 on uh, tent selection. Yes. Because Mel and I selected a tent with one pole. That's it. Yeah. It's uh, you just have to walk awesome. in that and is push pretty the dope. tent to the mm. pole up and the tent is set up. So there's really, it's argument free tent setup every time. Just like one. where you're going to put it. How, like dumb and little things. And how it's got gonna... a, what would you call it? It's got an Aleister Crowley hat. <clears throat> oh my gosh. It has a, it has a little witch hat. On it top. does. Yeah. It's a teepee. It's dope. It's it is a lot cool. of people stop by. One is can we check out your tent? It's like a teepee, but it's not. It's cooler than that. Kind yeah, of. it is cooler than a teepee. It's great. It's um stylish. It's <laughs> spacious. See, that's how I'm different. Yeah, I have a I have a teepee. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was our setup was so perfect because Cody came with us. So Aaron and Apple drove down together, and Cody and I followed well inverted amigos that's right and we had such a great time he had his little trailer and his um car and then we had our tents and our 10 by 10 and we set up our little spot it was so comfortable and so relaxing and it was really a great space so as we were driving up to the gorge like mel just said she was in the car with cody i drove up with apple and um Apple didn't get to go to Hershey. He uh, he had to work and, and stayed back. And, you know, like when your friends or your family are going on a trip without you, it sucks, man. Like, and then we come back all shot out of a cannon. Pumped up. Fucking well, I was going to say, any old, any old regular trip, it'd be like, oh, I'm glad you guys had fun. And like I said, I, w- I wasn't jealous. Jealous isn't the word, but you guys came back, shot out of a cannon, tuned in again. 
and we're out front like listen to this like dancing and you had you had the full <laughs> groove back and i was just yeah. like i'm like grabbing for straws like oh yeah i'm into it too kind of <laughs> so yeah this was it is it's kind of like leaving leaving somebody behind when they know what you're going to go do yeah. well and plus john, john and amy the, the entire week leading up to this john and amy from electric oh fish gosh. lights were staying here with us and they came from hershey also that yeah. went there so i had four people that were just jazzed and dancing which i you know i get jazzed and dancing but not as much as they could well, so this was a weekend for all of us and i got amped up well yeah i and got and plugged as, back in as we were driving i, I told apple i was like look man you're going to get tuned up this weekend. This is going to be amazing. But one of the things I'm most excited about is for you to see how big the No Simple Road family has grown. Yes. Because that's what happened to me and Mel when we went to Pennsylvania. We we were blown away by people walking up to us that recognized us from the show and, and our Instagram page and, and knew us and... You know, the thing that I heard the most from people is, is it weird that I know you? Yeah, I actually heard that <laughs> quite a bit, too. And I I guess I don't know how to answer that question. Cause I do. Sometimes, well, how would you answer I, it? Like I told Kelly, hi, Kelly, um, <laughs> that it's not weird anymore. I'm used to it now. It's, yeah. it's really not. I mean, at this point, if somebody knows me because of the show... It's an of course, because fuck, we've been doing this for almost five years now. So it's yeah. like, of course, you know me. Well, I guess I'm getting out of that for sure. I think everybody knows now, especially if you're a listener, that it was weird at first for me. Um, but I did. I think I told Kelly this, too. And, and maybe even Brad, um, I've had to get over it and I've gotten over it. And maybe, you know, back in the past when it was still just kind of slowly climbing up but now that we're in our environment like going to a fish show or a concert and people recognize us now it's it feels good it does it feels different and and seeing or not i'm sorry I rewind that hearing from you all what the show's done for you yes is the most incredible gift to us because you know we're just we're here in our studio and and doing this we don't know the effect that it has on you out there we know what it does for us and it fills our cups but knowing that it does something for you guys is fills our cup again it yeah. is i came up with the word i kept coming up with it's like that's not this or it's enriching mm. yeah it's enriching to our lives as it is to yours it's like that mutual exchange because i kept saying it, it's like validating well, that's not the word it's enriching. It makes it better. It makes you, it's like a good meal. Like eat it and you're like, yeah, I'm and full of energy. I'm jazzed to do this. It's and how I imagine the band feels when they see people dancing to their music. Yes. That mm. feeling. Like, and fuck yeah, we're in this together. And boy, did we dance to the music yeah. <laughs> this past week. I think weekend. I danced a little bit. And and we <laughs> met, we, like, like Aaron was just saying that I, I was, caught off guard by that because i was prepared that we were going to see listeners that we'd met before and haven't had a chance to see in quite a while and we we're going to meet new people but it was like all over it was the, the lot line in the show it was amazing um who we who brad 
Brad, oh my God, Brad from Iowa, <laughs> you were amazing. You came up to us. When was that? That was Sun. That was before Sunday, Sunday before night show. show. Yeah. Um. Also got approached by uh, Patrick. Came by right around the time Brad did. Uh, Patrick was from Huntington Beach. Um, I don't think talked I to saw him Patrick. for a few minutes. Uh, Kelly, from we, here from Portland. Yeah, Kelly, who we're going to be hanging out with, which has a has a fantastic uh, restaurant and butcher place yeah, hanging you, up here that we'll be taking advantage of, Tails and Trotters. If you live in the Portland area, go check out Tails and Trotters. They they have the finest pork sandwiches and stuff. This pork is finished on hazelnuts. This is not, you know, this isn't grocery is special. store pork. Well, they also deliver. I was looking at their site today. I didn't realize it's like a full butcher shop of pork stuff. They have so many kinds of bacon and different hams and all kinds. I know they deliver up here. I'm not sure if they uh, ship right on or anything, yeah. but <coughs> that was sounds so sweet, amazing. And like she, Kelly said, this was like one of the highest compliments I got all weekend. She said, I don't know if this is weird or not, but like I turned my, uh, my garage into a disco during the quarantine and like we stream shows and, and like I get, I get super high and, and daydream about inviting NSR over to party with me. I was like, that is not weird at all. We sh- we have to do that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I know that like the experience that Mel and I had at Hershey meeting all of you and like Cully and, all the other people There's that we so met many, out there. Yeah. And, and some of them didn't even say their names right. too. Was a, it tuned us up and, and knowing that Apple was going to get that too. And then seeing his reaction on Monday morning after everything was done and we were setting up or tearing down camp, it made me so proud of the listeners of this show that oh, you yeah. guys are such fucking dope human beings. Yeah. And we can't forget Joe, Joe Moore. Oh, we had such a Joe. good time. Joe, we had such we a good time hanging out together. with you, man. You are such an awesome human being. And Garrett from Universe Peoples, hanging out with him. And you know what, man? It's just the- Amanda the, the, and Kenzo. Yeah, the family is, is growing by leaps <laughs> oh. and bounds. And, and all of you, I just want you to know how important you are to us. I know we say it all the time, but like- I want to. It's nice to reiterate. Sorry, to Um, iterate it. Yeah, to iterate it and reiterate it. (laughs) Yeah, how special um, the connections that you guys feel to us, and that when we meet you, we feel right back. It it really does. Like, it's hard to put into words. It transcends language for me, and and that's why I try and like I'm I'm a word guy. I try and get it out. You guys just, I want you to understand how important it is to us that we get to meet you and become friends with you and family and keep in touch and hang out and do what we do. The The connection with you is the fuel that keeps us doing the show. And um, this last month at Fish Shows has really uh, reawakened the three of us and reinvigorated us. It was, you know... We, we all went through our shit in the last year. And I feel like the three of us are all on the same frequency again, on the same page and looking forward and hopeful for a bright future. Again. Yeah. It's yes. like my, my tank just got topped off with like jet fuel filled <laughs> to the top, ready to <laughs> take off, turn on the afterburners. We're ready to go. And man, 
there's so much more coming up. So out of the out of the two and a half days or two and a quarter days that we were there, um, Apple, what what was your favorite moment? Favorite moment of like the whole weekend, yeah, or of the yeah. Fish. yeah. I say, <laughs> how about thing? some? How about some highlights? Because it's so yeah. Hard I was going to say yeah, to, favorite. There's moment. no favorite for me. I, I can't answer. Yeah, that. Let, no I'll, I'll yeah. I'll start with some highlights. Like when we, uh, I mean, one of the major highlights was getting. We, we had such a big crew up there. People we met. Um, it was amazing to have Christina there and get to meet her man Fernando um, in our camp. Uh, Cody going with us and going to his first fish show was amazing because Cody was not a big listener of fish and everything. Um, he kind of went with no expectations, just ready to have a good time. Seeing his reaction to fish Saturday night was just amazing to see. It, it's like one of those yeah. things, like like another brother was recruited into the fish army mm-hmm. <laughs> type thing. Um, I mean, of course, the shows... Um, I, I can't even remember right now what all they played, but I mean, it, like Aaron said at the park, he said, oh, I don't care if they pay happy birthday for three hours. It would still be the most amazing thing because fish just every, everything they do is so amazing. But it was, I'd say if I had to pick one thing, it was the magic was back. Mm. It was a meeting. It was like, a, it was a meeting of magic. There was 27,000 people there. And it was so full of love and light and good intention from the band to, you know, everybody in the lot. It it was just, just amazing. The the entire thing. And like, I mean, picking highlights is tough. My, my high, I'd have to say my highlight of the shows, because there were so many good Mm -hmm. things, but was actually the end Sunday night. Because you guys went to Hershey and you guys got first tube, and Mel came as back as an opener. And Mel, yeah, as an opener, Mel came back so. And I love that. I think everybody loves that song. Mel came back so excited. That was like her new favorite from mm-hmm. that. And then after the whole weekend, when that's what they played to end Sunday night, and standing on the lawn, and like it struck me too, like first tube, and watching Trey, it is like riding a wave like the most perfect pipeline wave that you're just shooting through the barrel and just dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun. I was like, oh, that's why it's called first two. Yeah, and it was amazing. And Cody's reaction to possum, possum became Cody's <laughs> new favorite, was just like, possum, like so excited. And I mean, just getting to hang out with everybody. There was so much family, friend. That I don't know. I'm just at a loss for words. Other than that, I mean, it was so much. It's hard to do these recaps close to the show or far away from the show. Cause <laughs> yeah. The further you get, the more you forget. But the closer you are, the more you're still taking it in. You know, and running barefoot that was my other favorite <clears throat> oh, thing. Yeah. Got in there, ditched my shoes. I was running up and down. I didn't care. Con, because there's concrete, asphalt. There's everything at the gorge. I. It was up and down all over the place. That's so much fun. What about you, Mel? Mm, gosh, well, definitely first tube closer was my favorite part of the show. Like, I don't know why that is such a strong um, song for me. And they're not even saying one word. I'm true to myself within the fact that I love instrumentals. Like, I just love that because it doesn't 
distract any of my own personal thoughts that are happening, but the music is sending me somewhere still. So the fact that that they opened that and then being with John and Amy when they played that at the end was extra, extra special because it was me and Apple now and Aaron and John and Amy and we were all together and that was like the ending of everything. It was like, oh my God. And, you know, having John and Amy here the whole week, like I was sad to see them go on Sunday. I was really sad. And, you know, I just can't convey the or impress upon everybody how strong of a connection that we all had while we were together. And so it felt like breaking apart. And it was also this amazing celebration. So I was like sad and excited and like just feeling all the feels, feeling all the feels of like, you know, one thing that I didn't expect to happen was to really get sprung on fish. I really didn't expect that to happen. Like I love them. I think they're amazing, but I really felt like, fuck, I'll just fucking go on tour right now. (laughs) I, and I, and I've never felt like that by myself. Like, okay, the idea sounds fun, but my emotion wanting to do that, like my insides feeling like I wanted to do that. I've never felt that. You know, like, okay, Farron wants to, that's cool. But like I did, and I was like, what the, f-? like. It's dangerous territory right it's there. It's dangerous. Baby, because I, I'm. Well, it, it <laughs> is dangerous. No, I, I'm, I'm, gone. I'm reluctant wow. to even talk about it because Aaron and I have been, of course, joking around. Like this morning I was like, what, you didn't book our friggin' tickets to Shoreline? So what, we're not going to Dick's now? And he was like. <laughs> What? <laughs> like, but I was clearly around to find out. I was <laughs> joking and not joking, but like, I got sprung. Something happened where I was like, I understand why I want to like what, like maybe I don't understand why I just feel the feeling of I need to do this. I want to do this, and so that was kind of floating around in my head. And like Apple said, we had so much family. I haven't seen Blaze and Crystal in so long Uh. because of the pandemic and everything. And so just to get to see them and be with them. And, you know, once you're in the camp, like, like Apple also mentioned, Christina and Fernando, like once you're in the camp, it really truly is a family. I don't care Mm. what anybody says. It's like the feeling of being around family, camping outside leisure time, there's nothing like that. And then we get to celebrate at the end of the night with this amazing band. And it's even to say like church, I feel like that doesn't give it enough like um, power. It's something yeah, it's even, above that. It's, it's above a, that. There's a like a spiritual. Yes. Um, and another huge highlight that I'm sure Aaron will talk and, and touch on was there was no other time that we could do this podcast that we were doing with Jeff except for Sunday at the Gorge. So we'd been planning on doing this podcast since last year, you know, tail end of last year. And Aaron got a call from Jeff saying, we're all going to be, they're all going to be together. Can we do it on that Sunday? We're like, oh shit, we're going to be at the Gorge. We're like, we don't connection. We're like trying to be spun. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. And the way that, we were able to incorporate that into our day and the content that came out of it and the amount of like release of 
pressure of something good happen. Like, okay, like it's like being scared to say your vows and then you say your vows and then it's done and you're like, yes, we're married. We can go freaking cut a rug, have a drink. Like the pressure's off. And that was so good leading into Sunday night's like show was like, invigorating we like yeah not only have we been spending time with family set up the camp amazing saturday show but we finish this podcast and now we're going to go stroll into sunday show get a first tube closer and what i just all of it was (laughs) um surreal and i'm still kind of reeling from it i don't want to go back to reality like i did already i went back to work and it was great and fine but I don't want to. I'll yeah, say that right I'm now. With you, baby. I don't want to. We I don't want to. Want to. And I think the fish like should be fish tour twenty twenty two huggy dancy tour <laughs> <laughs> because that it is like so. I have never. I well, it obviously, in the last two years have not hugged and danced as much as we did this weekend, yep. and it was it was medicine. Like medicine. We were all talking about you in this last in this last two years almost. You, you kind of. Uh, start getting used to not going to things yes. you kind of forget you know you remember like oh, i remember that was so much fun but as soon as you do it again it it's life renews you it's fucking life well you remember why it was important to yes you, you know yeah. that's the thing that was really i don't not so much with yonder and, and the dusters and green sky it kind of but being in that big of a crowd at hershey is what really brought it back to me was like oh shit, this is why we're doing No Simple Road. This is why we spent summers being strung out and tired and exhausted. This is why I go drive myself nuts doing shit. Like, this is the reason for everything that we do. And I remember this feeling and like, it like all washed off. All that Uh, shit that had been on me for all that That crust got cracked away. And it was like, brand new again like i found the thing for the first time again and and i feel like the band is like that too they're playing so hard dude a 46 minute soul planet last night like (laughs) they're playing so hard it's like they're playing for their lives and it's really coming across and it's magic it that's it period that's the reason that we do it. That's why I'll sleep in a parking lot for two nights. That's why I'm going to book flights for us to go to San Francisco. That's why <laughs> That's why it's happening. Like I'm not leaving it behind to and now, do other well, shit. It also impressed upon me like we don't have infinite anything. Like... We think we do, but we just don't. We don't know when it'll be taken away from us. No, no, the time is now. The time is fucking now. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to put a downer, but look what's gone on in Afghanistan in this short while. Nobody expected that. Things happen and you are not expecting them. You step off the curb wrong. You freaking get your freaking foot smashed. Somebody stands on your ankle while they're dancing. Yeah, like. Ow. It just, that did happen to somebody that we love and I'm sorry, but, um, I, it just impressed upon me that it, the time is now. And that's, I think one of the reasons why it felt like I didn't want to go back. Like I want to do this until I can't. (laughs) And then 
I'll be fine. Okay, fine. Yeah. T- take me back. I'll go back in handcuffs. Fine. I say, well, okay, now I just got to say, too, this was really funny on Sunday night because Mel would not leave until oh. she was like, I'm not you know, leaving I until they kick me it, out. But I have a picture of me and like two other people in the entire auditorium. Mel was laying in the grass and I'm like, Mel, we need to leave. Not auditorium, everybody's, everybody's leaving. And she's like, I'm not leaving until they kick me out. And I didn't. And she didn't. Well, <laughs> you know, it was great. It was like, you know, and I love you for this, babe, but you're like, just staying there like all like pinch faced and apple was leaving and like no i'm staying and i'm like no get out of here i have plenty of chaperones crystal and blaze were here john was i was like okay bye (laughs) no you weren't that quick you're like i'm staying and then i was like they're leaving babe like it was just so good to be able to have my experience my own experience you know instead of like okay now we're done we have to go like I wasn't done. I needed to soak in more. I needed to be there. And then I ended up getting go to go to the merch table, which was outlandishly long the entire time. And I got some little fun gifts for people. And it you was just my new favorite socks. Yep. And yeah, so that that was another thing. Like going to fish in, in the gorge, what was it, twenty eighteen? Was that mm-hmm. twenty so that first one when I realize all the freedom that fish afforded like as far as like running and skipping and dancing and being open I remember the feeling I forgot again it it just that feeling of being open and running and and like an antelope out of control yeah yeah like a (laughs) freaking wildebeest (laughs) like just running and having a great time it was just so great like you know you so in talking about the shows like for me the closer on Saturday night was Which I don't remember. It was bittersweet motel oh, yeah. and I'm oh, about yeah. to run. And I've heard both of those songs a ton, but I heard them in a new light. And um Bittersweet Motel is is one of my new favorite songs. And uh and then I'm about to run. I was so glad we got that. I know that that Trey wrote Ghosts of the Forest when his friend was passing away. And uh, that song is from that. And so I always thought of that song through that lens. But I heard I'm about to run, I think, how Trey meant it that night. And I realized that um, those of us that struggle with mental issues or addiction we share this dark passenger i think everybody has it yeah i was going to say everybody does but but there's a particular flavor of that that likes to burn stuff down and run away and um i have never heard that put so eloquently and so emotionally correct like, I could have been singing that song. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it could have been me. That that that's my head from a, a while ago, and it was just really beautiful and and dark. A really kind of a weird, dark way to end the show. And yeah, that was uh, a weird, dark night. Yeah, when they came uh, just before we started recording this, Cody stopped by with his with his beautiful wife Bree. 
and he was kind of giving his recap out there with Bree listening. And he said it when he's standing there Saturday night, like I mean, when fish comes on a lot of times, like they did there, they walk on stage and they go to it and they went into Carini and he was describing it. He's like, I'm standing there just like looking around. Then all of a sudden everybody's like, Carini, Aaron's like, whoa, Carini. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just like, oh my God, Carini. And he okay, didn't even know what I it don't was. I know what that means, but I'm in. And it, I mean, and then that, that night was amazing. The other one too is 555. Because that one I've heard several times and everything, and that number, because I was born at 5.55 in the morning, that one hit me hard that night. Everybody was singing that one so hard. Yeah. It was, and then in, into Divided Sky from that, they just, they're so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, so, so that, you know, Saturday night, that was that was the closers, and it really made me introspective for the rest of the night. It just, like, it, it, it struck me that, you know... I used to think that fish was silly and stupid a long time ago. And uh, I feel silly and stupid now for thinking that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> don't, don't play. We're going to get copywritten. I, tagged. Yeah, that was an accident. I was um, trying to look at what they played. It, it I, I don't You guys know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to explain things to people that get it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the show ends, we, we go back to camp and, into the circus that is the fish lot and the gorge fish lot was extra this year. Um, and like Mel was saying, you know, we've been, we're starting a new podcast called no simple disruption, a part of our, I don't know. It's a collaboration. Part of our channel, a collaboration with St. Disruption, John Medeski and Jeff Firewalker. And our first guest on that show chose rising Appalachia, Appalachia as their guest. So it was uh, Medeski, us, uh, Jeff Firewalker, our poet, and Rising Appalachia. And the only time that they could do it was Sunday. And like Mel said, you know, all the worry and, you know, I got to conduct this thing. Like we're the moderators of this discussion podcast that's going to happen on Sunday at 1245 in the afternoon in the lot with, you know, the party happening and I'm spun and I was optimistic and nervous and it was fucking awesome man like we set everything up we got ready we got on the phone there were no technical problems um we did have one little cute little thing melt we well we had melt go over and you know like uh, no simple roads part in that podcast is to moderate the discussion and uh it was the inaugural episode and it was incumbent on me to like set the space for and the tone for the entire thing and that's a big deal man like i'm dealing with heavy hitters here like medeski and rising appalachia and jeff firewalker who is a shaman of the like highest order and they're trusting me to set the space and the tone for a work that we're going to do together and that I didn't take that lightly. No, you didn't. And um, it was really cool to be spun and have had the experience that I had the night before because it set me at ease in my skin. And I fucking knocked that shit So it helped you. Yeah, I it really helped. I just stepped into my power and my shoes and just went for it. Because before then you were thinking that it was going to hinder 
yeah. your performance. Yep. And so it did the opposite. It did the opposite. I just did it. And it, it cool, felt babe. so natural and liberating and like right and like strong. And I, I, I left that like, fuck yeah, when it was done. I did it. And it felt good. And I can't wait for the next one. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Yeah, we're excited <laughs> about that. Um, Yeah, so, and then... You know, seeing Cody's childlike Cody exuberance and I on realized Saturday. that we were twins that during the weekend. We so Cody and I had our long, you know, car ride there. And during Saturday night's show, there was a certain point where Cody looked over and he was like, You know what I just realized? That we were twins in another life. And I was like, when the minute he said it, I knew it was true. I was like, I always think about Cody as like my perfect opposite. And even his clothes, I'm always like, oh my God, I love those shorts. I never say it to, I just say it to myself, but I always love Cody's <laughs> outfits. And I was like, oh my God, if I'd totally be into the stuff that Cody was into. Like he's you know, foraging in for freaking mushrooms and like creating these amazing briskets and like playing with rocks. And I, he just, if he's a trip, he's a, he's an amazing addition. And if I, were Cody, I would be Cody. <laughs> <laughs> well said. No. I don't know how else to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was really cool to just know and, and feel that like since fish at Hershey, I've been getting lots and lots of psychic and cosmic communication and lots and lots of synchronicities with the no simple road family. And that was another one that happened and I can't really go into it. This way too long, but there's just so much that fish has brought since we went to Hershey that that's why I want to explore it. I feel like there's something for me at the end of this. There is no end. Well, I mean <laughs> the end of this season. Okay. Yeah. There is an end of the season. It's coming, coming soon to a theater near you. Um, yeah. So I felt like if, if, Fish at the gorge was a mountain. I fucking planted my flag at the top of that thing. That's great. Babe. Yeah. And, you know, coming home, saying goodbye to the family and especially John and Amy was particularly difficult for me. I had a hard time with that. This, this go round. We all manned up, but at the end, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, tough. It was very tough, emotional. We all hugged each other about 20 times. Yeah, we didn't, none and of us wanted and to I kind of mentioned too, well, that was all happening. Uh, Ryan. Oh my God. We looked for, well, we kept our eye, we, we, well, you don't look for, you keep your eye open, your senses open for somebody. We didn't see Ryan all weekend. We're packing up camp, all saying goodbye, getting ready. I mean, within minutes of rolling out, heading all home. All of a sudden, I and turn And here around. comes Ryan walking well, down the road. Well, I was like facing the opposite way and all i see is friggin ryan's gorgeous tall self and that's walking smile. by himself toward our goodbye camp <laughs> and i was like ryan is that you and with his beautiful grin he like shows all his teeth in a big old smile and runs over and gives me like the best hug for, ever for those of you that don't know ryan is a listener of the show that won Tickets to the Peacock Picking Party. Yeah, and to Yonder. Uh, and to Yonder. And, and, and Dusters. And Dusters. 
Yeah. And and he clearly had an incredible time too cuz he was he's like wondering whether he was going to go to the sh- next shows or He's like <laughs> I was at another camp and I realized everybody was leaving and then I was like, "Oh shit. My car's in the other parking lot and all my possessions are over there. I should probably think <laughs> about that stuff now." <laughs> yeah, man, don't leave your car and your possessions in the parking lot. It's easy dude. to do. Yeah, it would be easy to do. Oh it's shit, heavy. I left all my stuff there. I got one more thing to add just because I was looking at the set list again on Sunday night. I so loved how many people are you mm, when that came yeah. on. I'm not really familiar. I'm still learning fish's catalog. That's a, that's a song. Right, is that, that, that was, that was everybody, all of us were just, it was like, it kid, was a fun song. It was like kids just learning how to dance the way we were all dancing and everybody's going like, like seven, at least 20. I don't know. I can't count. We're like answering how many people are you? It was an and interactive was, Oh song. my God. It was so fun. Yeah, man. So, you know, I know Trey listens to the show. Mike, <laughs> hey Trey, hey, babe, hey Mike, hey Paige, you guys for Fishman uh, looking dope. Yep for for taking care of us this weekend and uh, for really really putting your your souls on the line. And, and oh man, you know what, man, I have so much respect for them. Yes, it's a. Uh, it's not easy doing what they're doing, period. It's doubly not easy doing what they're doing right now with everything that's going on. And they're doing it with such class and grace. And they're fucking playing the best I've ever heard them play. And they're making so many people happy. They're spreading so much love and joy out into the world right and now. And like that, the one thing we said too, that was, that was, I mean, not that anybody else wouldn't do it. They'd do it if they could, but when they had to cancel the Tahoe shows, I mean, bless all those people up there and those fires yeah, going on up there. Um, they had to cancel the Tahoe shows, you know, and they immediately moved to shoreline because they knew how important it was. And, and, and then they burned shoreline to the ground. Happiness is like scarce right now and it has been over the last couple of years and what they're doing is not a luxury is what I realized. Yes, you don't have to go to a fish show and you don't have to camp and you don't have you don't have to, so you'll live without it. But the quality of life after a fish show and the amount of energy that you get after a fish show keeps you going it keeps you going emotionally it gives you like new headspace it connects you to source which is this is what one thing i wanted to say doing kundalini yoga is a very like very strong practice personally but when you do kundalini yoga in groups the group energy creates such a strong vibration and I was thinking about that with fish, like, wow, this is like a, you know, three hour meditation where everybody's participating and it, there's no rules. You don't have to sit down. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to do anything, but be there and enjoy and, and, and like celebrate your way. And it just, it, it floored me. It floored me how important it was. And I'm still a little tired today. I was still a little bit out of it as far as like, you know, not, a hundred percent of my energy is back, my natural energy. But then I thought about this too. Like say we would have went to Mexico and laid on the beach and had sunshine and drank margaritas. Like I had come home exhausted too. You know, like that's why people say you need a vacation. A vacation, vacation, no matter <laughs> what it is, is a va- is necessary. And so 
I don't know. I just wanted to say that I love fish too. And I'm so appreciative of all of y'all, the experience, the gorge is so fucking incredible. And I just, I don't know. I look forward to the rest of this year and see what, what it brings. I support mandatory vacations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and FYI, Aaron, it's still doing it. I just did it right now. Okay. I, I have to say, man, uh, it, uh, once again, thanks to the No Simple Road family. Um, yep. You people are amazing and I'm really grateful for all of you and I can't wait to meet Moria. That's um, what I was going to say. We handed out that anybody that's listening to this for the first time, listening to us, thank you so much. We handed out a lot of stickers, met a lot of new people. We are, we walked up in the middle of a lot of your crews and just handed stickers to everybody. Hope you're listening. And I know I did. I'm sure Aaron and Mel did too. When we hand out those stickers and tell you what we're doing, we encourage you to reach out to us. Yeah. To leave us messages. We'll we'll tell you those things you can do when we get to the business in a bit. But um, we, we this is growing and it is freaking is a thing. So amazing. Thing. <sighs> All right, everybody. Um, yep. Let's do the business. You ready? Okay, here's the business part. This is where we'll, where we'll tell you, new listeners, what you can do to help us out yep, so we here, can continue to help you out. Here's the scoop. Follow us on all the social media platforms, mainly Instagram and Twitter, at No Simple Road. If you're into Facebook, we do have the No Simple Road family group, and you can follow No Simple Road. For some reason, I've been in Facebook jail for like two years, and you can't suggest the page, and there's violation. I don't know, man. I don't understand it. Whatever. <laughs> At No Simple Road is our handle on social media platforms. Also, you can go to www.nosimpleroad.com and you can find all the back episodes there. You can find the newest episodes there. Find our cool merch. Yep, there is a merch tab. There is a um, sign-up page for the newsletter. I put out newsletters periodically about what's going on with us. There's also a calendar of events so you know where we're going to be and you can come hang out with us if you don't have somebody to go to a show with that we're going to hit us up and come to the show with us invitation is always open to listeners to hit us up if you don't have somebody to go to a show with hit us up and we will hook up and party together yeah um that is what it's all about we are going to be at uh the wonder ballroom on the 10th for circles around the sun we are going to be seeing banshee tree on the 9th September 9th. I don't think Thursday. it's the 9th. I think it's tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow, actually. They're going to be here tomorrow at our house. Yeah. I oh. think the show is tomorrow night. Uh, we're not sure about that. Um, we didn't look at our... Yeah. yeah. Check that out. Um, also, yeah, go go check that out. There's a calendar of events. Also, you guys, um, if you want to support the show financially, go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Look, doing this podcast costs money. 2020 sucked. Um we weren't able to go out and make money that year. We lost a lot of funds and the coffers are a little dry. So we need your help to continue doing what we do with no simple road and putting out these episodes and talking to the artists and doing the things that we do. And the way we do that is through patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And what that is, is a way that you can sign up monthly. Um, you can give as little as a dollar. We call it cute dollars, cute um, dollars, you give a cute dollar. That's right. And then you become a Chan donator. Always will be as much as you can. Um, <laughs> they love fresh vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> Chan donators love fresh vegetables. And um, 
you know, you can give 20 bucks a month, 30, 50, 100, a million. If you gave a million, that would be really cool too. We're open. We are. But that is how we pay for everything and we need your help. So patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Also, if you want to do something for the show that doesn't cost a single stinking red cent, all it costs is a little thumb energy is you go to Apple Podcasts and you leave us a five-star review. There was not one this week. Oh, bummer. Last one was August 12th. Hey, you, listening right now? Well, we did get one in August at least. Yeah, we did get one in August. Beginning of September, you could be the first September review. It could be you. So go there, leave a five-star, type a little few nice words for us, and uh, we'll read it on the show. And what that does for us is it puts us into the Apple podcast algorithm or Spotify algorithm, and it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Recommends us. That's the word. Recommends us to other people that like the same kind of stuff you do. So that really helps out the show. And last but not least, the single most important thing you can do for us. Tell a friend. That's it. Tell a friend, friend, tell a family member. There's, there's, there's something. We have a deep catalog. There's something for everyone. And that's not the last thing because there's also the tepid line, which we keep on saying, this is where you can call in and you can leave your trip reports. We're going to shows. We're giving you a trip report. We know you're all going to shows. We've seen a bunch of you there. Call in and tell us about your experience so we can share that. And the number is 971-808-1524. That's 971-808-1524. Operators are not standing by, but the Google voicemail line is always standing by, ready to take your call. It will pick up. You start talking. You have three minutes to leave your trip report, and then I will play it on the show. Sound good? Yeah. That sounds good. All right. And, And hey... If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome to the family, man. We love you guys. Welcome. Thank you so much for welcome. taking welcome the time. and thank welcome. you. Please remember to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts so that you get alerted when new episodes come out. And uh, stay tuned for some really good shit because we have a bunch of episodes in the can with some amazing artists and musicians and cool stuff that you didn't really know about before. We were going to bring you some mind-blowing stuff here in the future so stay tuned man hit that subscribe button and check it out are you guys ready to get to the interview with marcus razak yeah yeah ready to get to that and and by the way you can check him out he's been touring all over he is playing after parties after dead shows he has an after party after fish up at dicks in denver check out his instagram and you can find out where those are going to be and also you gotta go check out the new album truth and sound it has tar- tony markellis and Ray Pachkowski from the Trey Anastasio and Russ Lawton and Russ Lawton <laughs> on there. Um, Truth and Sound is an amazing exploration of improvisational music, and Marcus fucking shreds it. So go check that out. And um, yeah, let's let's get to it, y'all. You ready? Yeah. All right. Without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you Marcus, Marcus Resnick.
to ignore We're intertwined, frame of mind The pulse is close to shore Try to show you all about the golden states and seas But sometimes the ship will leave sideways against the streets
Welcome to the show, Marcus. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is Mel, one of the three hosts of No Simple Road. Aaron. Hey, Mel. I'm Aaron. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good to finally meet. Hey, Aaron. And I'm you Apple. Too. You too. And it, yeah, I'm glad this finally happened, man. <laughs> yeah, we had a, we had a couple <laughs> of misses, too. dude, and, and trust me, I get it. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for being patient. Yeah. Uh, it's been a crazy couple couple weeks, well, couple dude, months here. So I, I mean right now happy to be here. Anything that's going on is a good thing at this point, you know? How you feeling, man? How's things going? Things have been great. I've been really um happy to be back on the road um the last month basically. Um I've been out there. I was on the East Coast for the last uh two and a half weeks. And just had a great uh, homecoming return back mm. to Denver for my album release show this uh, this past weekend. So um, it's been great. I've been feeling really good and have to be performing for people again. <laughs> well, how was that um, album release party? It was fantastic. I mean, everything went really well. Um, you know, the crowd was really receptive and. We had um, a bunch of awesome people working on the production side of things for the show. Yeah. An amazing, um, we had an amazing projection mapping system um, from our friends at Lightbrush. And um, I had a great band with me, Dave Watts from the Motet, Todd Stoops on keys, Damn. and Todd Smalley on bass. Um, so I, I felt great about the, the show and the performance, and it feels really good to get the music out there. Aww. Yeah, man. It, and... You know, we had uh, a couple of weeks before Tony passed, we had Ray and Russ on the show. And then um, and then actually like maybe a week after he passed, we booked you. And um, I just wanted to talk to you about that and, and find out like, you know, going into the studio and spending time with somebody and creating music with them and then having that happen post- recording the music and then putting it out does it change i mean obviously it does but in what way did it change the way you felt about what you guys did together and the importance of it um absolutely it it changed the whole um meaningful um the meaning of the whole album really um it, it took on a whole different um thing because of because of what tony gave to the record and um what it felt like to record with him and Russ and Ray all at the same time. And just, you know, it's sort of like, I felt more of, um, you know, feeling of having to carry on a legacy of a, mm -hmm. of a man who gave so much great music to all of us in so many different ways. And, um, I just feel very blessed to have made the, you know, potentially last record he ever made with anybody, you know, and to carry on his sound, in the live shows and who I play with and you know, it's, it's, it's deeper up obviously than it ever was. And, um, the day that I had set to release the album was the day he passed away, oh, uh, wow. which is, you know, so we put the record out and then four or five hours later got the news. And, um, so, you know, there's this very big yin and yang sort of concept happening. And, um, for me personally, it just, it feels like I'm, you know, I'm here to do something more than I ever imagined before to carry on this guy's 
amazing legacy. So Tony, rest in peace and thank you. Wow. Whoa. That's, that's heavy, man. That's, um, I mean, <laughs> fish and, yeah. and tab and the dead and just the, the whole music scene had, is such a huge driver in, in all of our lives. It's a, it's the fountain of creativity and a, and a place that we find expression and, you know, this well of emotion and community and people and connection. And I can't even imagine like playing with the yeah. guys that, that, you know what I mean? That, that are part of that. And then figuring out or having it laid on you that you're carrying that legacy forward after somebody's gone. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's an honor at the same time as, um, something very, very spiritual. And, um, just music for me is something that's completely spiritual, you know, and the transferring of energies of people and their sound is something that's, you can't, you can't quite say it's a tangible, describable thing. And mm -hmm. it's just something that you feel in the moment and know how to, you know, continue that. So yes, I agree with you that it's, you know, something that's very deep and something I feel, you know, excited and honored to, to keep going with. And, you know, growing up listening to Tony and Russ and Ray play a lot, you know, since I was probably 16 or 17, mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of full circle sort of things and, um, you know, life cycles and, and everything. It's just a big thing to kind of conceptualize, but within the music and writing more songs, that's, that's the way I do it. And, you know, that's the way it goes with musicians. You know, we're, we're all here to, make music and and give it to people and um that's what carries us on so yeah marcus when did you like since you've been playing music when was the like the beginning of you realizing that spiritual crossover when did you start to feel that in the music as opposed to just learning an instrument it's a great question i um you know it was it was really early on um that i noticed this with with playing guitar primarily when I had the guitar in my hands, it took me out of whatever was happening around me at the time mm. <laughs> growing up as a kid, you know, and the stresses of just, you know, just school growing up, and yeah. growing up, all that stuff. So found the guitar and I'm just in that zone, in that moment of clarity and, you know, Zen. And that's, that, that was the place I figured it out, you know, early on that I had this, this connection with infinite possibilities and uh, exploration. And um, yeah, so it's like, that was the early start of it. And then once I guess playing for people and feeling the response and the connection and, and realizing the connection that I felt when I would go see bands too, at that, at that time in my life, especially um, I was really excited and, and felt like that this was, this was the thing for me, you know, mm. this was the, the eye opening uh, portal to my happiness in life and, and uh, connecting and giving happiness to others. And that's, that's the, I think the formula that makes the world go around, you know? Well, you definitely get the happiness. That's what I was yeah. going to say. I was just, before we came in here and started this this morning, I've been sitting out on the patio watching YouTube and I was watching, uh, 
the show you just did, Balderdash, at the Stone oh, yes. Church and everything, to see you up there smiling and everybody having so much fun. And then that blew me away, too, to see that that was only the second time you guys had performed together. And that it was amazing. That was amazing to see. I gotta go. I'm gonna watch the rest of it later today. I got up to the second set opener with Gotta Jabu and everything. But that was a fantastic collaboration that you pulled together there too. You, you, there's a lot of research to do with you. I love that when I go to look at somebody's music and that you've played with so many people and so many configurations are just out there, just working it. And to see you finally back on stage now after this hiatus we've all had is just. It, it it's spiritual to see you guys up there and you're, you're at the stone church with the organ in the background and stuff. I mean, that's a hell of a venue. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you so much. Yeah. That, uh, the Balderdash tour was a lot of fun playing with all the guys and in Vermont, one of my favorite places to, to be, play music, you know, and, um, we had a great time, super improv heavy and, and we tapped into a lot of different, um, songs from all of our original bands over the years and it, it was a lot of fun and i always have fun in, in vermont and the stone church that was a cool venue for sure it sounded amazing in there and yeah yeah really really fun and um yeah i just i do love collaboration and um playing with a lot of different artists you know and I've, I've been blessed to to play with a lot of amazing people and um it's fun it's fun to keep it fresh and i've always been someone who's like plays a lot of different styles of music and likes to keep things kind of you know kind of new and fresh all the time so playing with different people allows that new creativity and it's always a different formula for what's going to come out so yeah it's been a lot of fun you know playing with uh, adrian tramontano on drums and todd stoops on keys ryan dempsey from twiddle um you know all the all the guys it's it's been a lot of fun and um you know we just had a tour the week before that also um up and down the east coast we did about seven shows um doing just my original music and shred is dead my other project it's um, so good kind of combined yeah we like to combine my you know I, I like to uh pepper my originals into it um as well so this all has been sort of part of the truth and sound release tour that I'm doing. And um, yeah, it's, it's just been a lot of cool stuff. The band that I was going to just talk about was with John Kimmock on drums. Um, oh, I love John. Who's an amazing drummer, obviously, mm -hmm. and uh, had a blast with him and John Coleman on bass from a band called muscle tough, really cool band from Philadelphia and Scott Hannay on keys um, from Mr. F. So, we did a lot of awesome shows and developed a really cool rapport. And, and that's been fun to do again with my bandmates, you know, playing six, seven shows in a row and getting that feeling back, you mm, know, tightness. Yeah. So we were talking this morning, man, about like pre quarantine momentum. And like for us, there was a, a momentum happening in, in, towards the end of 2019 at the beginning of 2020 that was like a palpable thing and um when covid hit it like it obviously turned the flame down to to low simmer you know what i mean and it was just a kind of a struggle not really a struggle but just a a thing to keep things going and and making sure that the fans could stay connected with you guys and you guys connected to the fans and like 
providing a digital space for everybody to get together. And, and now that like, now that things are opening back up, there's a, a palpable, tangible, like feeling in the air, in the undercurrent of something brewing. And, uh, I'm just curious for you, man, did, did you have that kind of same experience going through everything and now coming out of it, feeling like there's something cooking? Yeah. You know, um, everything stopped like in about right around March of 2020. And I had already started working on this new record and, um, was really gearing up to have it done earlier in 2020. Um, and we had a lot of shows, lined up some really great shows um some festivals actually with tony ross and ray and, and oh, myself wow. that didn't get to happen but um you know a, lot, a bunch of stuff kind of got kiboshed um at, at the time but i sort of had to find myself making a lot of pandemic pivots as we say <laughs> and um created a lot of new avenues for myself that i didn't have time to do before and still you know, um, managed to do a couple things, you know, that were done safely and, um, you know, to keep, to keep us all going a little bit, you know, to have some safe, everyone tested spaced out shows before entering type things. Um, but you know, I started teaching a lot online again. Um, you know, putting my master's degrees and whatever to use, <laughs> uh, you know, trying to do something with that. <laughs> but I love teaching jazz and I love teaching in general. So that's, that was fun. And then finishing this record, you know, was the main priority, which I ended up doing, getting the tracking done, getting the, you know, the mixing done. We did it virtually actually, believe oh, it or not, shit. we did we had the audio going live and the video going live on separate platforms. And I was able to mix with um, Joe Hedinga who did the mixing on my record. Um, He's out in Michigan. And so we were able to work and finish the album um, during the year, which was cool. And then, you know, that was a big deal, I guess, um, considering it was hard to travel and all that. Right. Um, And then, you know, we had a few things, a few events uh, we had an event in St. John on the Virgin Islands called Virgin Islands Shakedown. Um, small gathering of people. And again, it was all tested and done very safely uh, there. So, you know, we did some things uh, to keep us going. Um, but really, it was a it was a big change from what we had planned. So now we're here. Um, we've got shows booked, playing summer camp music festival coming up you know there's a lot of great stuff on the horizon and you know already working on a new record believe it or not um, wow. right now you know and so it's it, things are always going with me i don't really tend to slow down very much it's it's not in my blood to to sit around and not do anything it drives me crazy so um yeah that's that's kind of it like just going right now just going I, and going i know the feeling man. well welcome back to the road yeah you know? that's, <laughs> thank you it's amazing to be able to have that forced break and 
now you're riding the bike without the training wheels again. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we think we're, it's going to be hard to start up something that we had to put down, but it seems like you just kind of went right back into it. And that's not an easy thing to do based on everything that kind of happened during this time with, you know, mental illness, emotional weirdness, social anxieties, all those types of Mm -hmm. things rolling around. Like you really did do a fantastic pandemic pivot Mm -hmm. and, and you lost a great, you know, friend, mentor, you know, you know, music buddy, like congratulations on getting through it um, fairly gracefully. You know, you're doing a nice job. Thank you. It, It was not easy and you know, nothing, nothing good comes easy in my opinion. So, you know, life throws us curveballs and and we got to be able to to adjust yeah. you know, and, and learn from it and and uh, help heal people with what we know and um, and do the right thing. So it's thank it's, you again. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's it's hard, Marcus, like just on a personal level, forget music, forget touring, forget writing, all that stuff, just like having everything closed off physically and figuratively was a Mm -hmm. difficult thing for human beings on this planet to deal with, man. And like coming out the other side, like I don't think that there's been enough conversation about this really, like that we've come through it and, and that we're coming through it and that we made it and like giving ourselves credit for coming through something that was, unprecedented in our lifetime. None of us have ever been through any shit like that. And I know for me, man, there was moments in there that were sketchy, super fucking sketchy. And to be able to stand on the other side of that thing and look back at it and go, Oh fuck, I did. I made it through that. And like, and I actually brought some cool stuff out with me. Actually got a little stronger. Yeah. In, yeah. Like in ways. that that's needs to be said more. I think, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I, everyone deserves a, a round of applause for, <laughs> yeah. for getting through uh, this yeah. ordeal, you know, and coming out stronger on the other side, you know, it's, as it always is when we go through really difficult things in life, yes. you know? And so, you know, yeah, everyone, you know, now, we're here. The aftermath is, uh, rejoicing and, and celebrating yes. what we didn't have. Right. So I think that's, everyone should be happy now and, uh, and, uh, enjoy life. And let's party. Yeah. yeah no and use, use some of that sound therapy that you're bringing to the <laughs> stages. Cause I know for us, we were just talking about how music makes everything better. You know, you go to a party and there's, no music on it's kind of quiet you're talking to each other it's great but then the second you put on a song that either everybody recognizes or that's funky or groovy or something it changes the energy of the whole room and that's just like maybe straight out of a record player or bluetooth but then going and congregating in these churches and these stadiums and clubs and arenas we're able to start healing truly again, like from the, like healing the inside part of ourselves. Cause I know that that's something that happens um, pre pandemic. We used to shake it off on a Friday night, you know, go to our club and like see our favorite local band or, you know, wait all month to see our favorite touring band and shaking off the dross, um, 
seeing your friends happy, all that stuff. And it just changes. It changes the energy of the person. So then that way it kind of changes the energy of, I mean, it may sound dramatic, the but the world <laughs> really like it, that, oh. that rejoicing is like in everyone instead of kind of like being held at bay. Definitely. Definitely. It's sound therapy and you know, the sound waves are sh- vibrating our cells and our bodies, you yeah. know, and it's, it's all happening. It's, you know, and being together with, with all the people it's, we're in the big Petri dish of, <laughs> of, of, of rejoicement and energy and fun. So the more we're together, the better it is, I think, you know, and, um, Oh, it's good and, to hear you say that. I have fun. I love being able to, to perform and, and, and send that energy out to the crowd. Like that feeling of just, just, you know, playing and, and conveying the emotion that's in the music is, is where my happy place is. And mm-hmm. I, and I share that with other people and it feels great, that's you know, so happy to do it. That's, well, that, that's what's great about seeing everybody like seeing you and your happy play i'm so happy to get to finally have goosebumps back yes to be why god <laughs> when i was watching you at balderdash watching some of your other stuff and then now we're like we have some really good friends that are up in red rock right now even though we're not there we know string cheese incident just is playing three nights up in red rock we're seeing the pictures we're getting to see the streams it's like all of a sudden it's as quick as the switch was turned off back in march all of a sudden the flipped it back on and it's so much more right. powerful and seen. And the, the main one that really broke through to me is what was that two weeks ago now, the peach festival. Oh yeah. yeah like the first ago. big festival that somebody pulled off, they did it good. Everything was fine. Everybody was dancing hip to hip and everything. It's just like, it's the fountain of youth is back. The switch has been turned on and I'm just so happy right. to see you guys and all these musicians and the crowd back, like it went from zero to 60, like, boom, like uh, we're, we're back. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah, we no, we couldn't wait. Couldn't wait any longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all bursting at the seams. And it's Christmas yeah. morning. What do you have going on today, Marcus? Uh, you know, honestly, today is literally my first day off in a month. I haven't <laughs> been home without, so I had rehearsals every day this week and gigs and like today is the first day i'm like wow i don't have to rush to be anywhere hell yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'm, I'm, i might go uh, i might go with some friends out to see the string cheese this you know tonight oh, cool. or tomorrow just blow off some steam you know jason Hahn's a really good friend of mine and we played a lot together and so oh jason's amazing we talked to jason when they played here uh Oh, I keep going to say last year, like last year didn't it wasn't, exist. It was, it was the year before we got to talk to him down at Cuthbert Amphitheater up here in Eugene. And he, mm. we, we had, what a, what an awesome guy. Oh my God. He's we had, great. We, yeah. We had such a great we, conversation with him and we're, we're supposed to continue that conversation. Yeah, we, just we, happened, we, uh, we were supposed to do a round two with Jason. Yeah. They were getting ready to go. We talked to him right before they were getting ready to hit the stage and stuff. So it was a little tight on time, but man, what an interesting guy. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And we played a lot and we were in St. John together this year performing and yeah, he's an interesting guy. He's really cool history and awesome way of playing. Yeah. Marcus, really good. Have you heard about, um, Bismarck today or I think it was um, yesterday. Yeah. I saw a flash go by on my phone about it. Yeah. I remember he used to DJ a lot at, uh, at, uh, Brooklyn bowl in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember like a few times when I was there, 
um, playing, he would be doing like the in between sets, like DJing and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it sucks. It's very sad. Like yeah. anytime a great, you know, an artist is yeah is gone, it's it's awful. You know, he put out a lot of music. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. All right, we're trying. He's switching it up the phone here. I, that's what I was going to ask you too. I saw on uh, just looking at like your Instagram too. I thought was, was it tonight? Were you doing a Schofield tribute, or you guys are going? I saw oh, yeah. you posted something. Was that tonight or that was last night? That was that last, was last night. night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was. It went really well actually. And I'm a huge Schofield nut. Grew up, you know, listening to him and studying his playing since I was like 15, probably. So. And then I was at Berkeley in Boston where he went and he taught there yeah. uh, for some time. And so I love Schofield and um, yeah, we did the show last night at Dazzle Jazz Club in Denver. Really cool venue um, that's getting a lot of different types of jazz, not just straight ahead. So we had a good show last night and uh, definitely going to do it again. You know, it was yeah. fun to cu- curate the show, you know, and describe the songs like from the albums and, you know, the year oh, and everything to the, the audience appreciates that, I think. And it's a it's a good respect for him to share some information about his music. So, oh, yeah. And we had fun playing it. So. Yeah, that's the thing, too. And that, that that's what's awesome to see now is like all like like West Coast. We're a little behind. I mean, things just a couple of weeks ago finally opened here to where you could take masks off and all the small jazz clubs. Things are opening up. Things are getting booked. It's it, it's just amazing to see to, to get our lives Good. back. <laughs> are you guys up north or down yeah. south? Cal? No, we're north. We're um, Portland. Yeah, we're Oregon. in Portland. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Are you coming up? up anytime yeah, when are you coming to Portland? Well, now, you know, things are starting to be, you know, more open. So now we're going to look at probably the fall for coming up there, um, yeah. if not late summer. Yeah. Looking at some potential dead and company after shows, fish after shows oh, um, that we'll shit. be announcing pretty soon. There's, we're definitely doing one in, um, I'll just let the cat out of the bag. We're, we're doing one in Los Angeles um, after fish this year. So it's going to be pretty cool. And it's right across the street from the venue. So what? Where, where are they playing in LA? In the forum. They play at the forum. They play at the forum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude. It, yeah. So, so our experience, my experience with fish, man. <laughs> I started seeing the dead in '89, and like, fish was always part of the scene, but for me, I never locked in. I I love the jams, but like the lyric lyrical part of fish never hit me and it wasn't until 2015 man at, at fairly well we're sitting in chicago and i'm like i need to see this band this guy is fucking amazing and so him and i went like a couple of months after fairly well to the forum to see him and ate a bunch of mushrooms and went into the show and left there like oh my god I can't believe I haven't been following these guys around for 30 years. What was I doing? And, and it's just been like nonstop ever since. The coolest part of that was like, it's, it's cool to be able to like, now I have 30 years worth of stuff I have to catch up on. I want to catch up on. I want to know everything I can about this thing. And, um, 
I wonder with you, man, what was your first experience with Fish's music and like the, the time that it like nailed you like that? Yeah, well, uh, I was probably, I was about 14, I think. And my older, uh, my friend, best friend's older sister, of course, right. you know, gave us a Junta record and uh, we listened to it and we loved it. And like, and that it's something about it just grabbed us, you know, from that record, the first one. And then I saw them in 1999 at, uh, Rosemont Horizon, as it was October third, nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> I love everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we got dropped off. Our friends' parents drove us there. Of course, we didn't have licenses. Yeah, we were kids. Yeah, and um, that show was was you know pretty life changing at the time, and and I was like, I want to do this. I love oh, this, how this sounds and how this feels, and this is community and. The whole energy and the whole thing was just like everything I had dreamed of at the time of it being because it was such a build up to like I'm gonna see the band you know like mm-hmm. as a kid so um, that was that was the first big show that I had to and um, I was also at Fairly Well as you know checking it out and I thought that was a pretty amazing experience having all those guys together at one time yeah you know pretty big that was the closest i had ever gotten to a real dead show so i I didn't get to go was too wasn't driven to the show at the time that i wanted to go (laughs) (laughs) were you playing music um at the time marcus when you first saw fish at 14 yeah i started playing guitar when i was 10 oh wow i did and uh, piano was on you know in my blood when i was three years old my great-grandmother sat me down at the piano she was professional classical pianist so started there kind of for me ultimately and with music and it's always been something that's been around and you know guitar sort of took my attention around the age of 10 and i met some friends who were played and i was like whoa that's cool and realized that there was a guitar in my mom's closet at my grandparents house at the time found that started playing that thing you know one thing leads to another and started jamming with people and self-teaching myself for a while and had some great teachers and it's time to, you know, eventually decide if I was going to go to college or not. And, um, music was the only thing I wanted to do and it's what I did best. And so I went out East to Boston. It was great. And yeah, I mean, I, it just continued on, you know, my love for jam music, improvisational rock, you know, fish and grateful dead too, you know, started early on my uncle is a deadhead and uh you know pictures of him playing guitar for me when i was a little kid and you know singing like casey jones and stuff like that um <laughs> you know so there's like a lot of that in my blood but also a lot of other influences too and so yeah it kind of it all stays in this periphery of of like jam improv with jazz and different influences and bands like fish and you know, do all kinds of music like that. Right. So yeah. I think there's something about that that I've always connected with. Was it, was yeah. it jam music that led you to jazz or was it kind of the other way around or? No, it was, it was, yeah. Improv rock led me to jazz. I would right. say. Um, Us too. Cause I was, I was, I grew up with rock and roll, you know, um, from the age of eight or nine and, um, got in jazz band in high school 
uh, on the recommendation of a teacher is like, you should be here, you know, instead of just playing out in the courtyard for people and singing and playing <laughs> and like, you know, so I was like, all right, you know, I went to jazz band and learned how to read music partially there and, and on my own for my teacher at the time. Um, yeah, it sort of developed in that way. Jazz took me more into the improvisational world, into learning how to create more motific ideas within jams and be more spontaneous <clears throat> than I was before when playing with other musicians. And that definitely is, has helped me now to just be able to step into any sort of situation and, and in real time sort of react, you know, and, mm -hmm. and play tastefully and, and, and help the music go where it needs to go, basically. You know, so, that, that's what, well, let's say that's what we've had several conversations. One thing that trips me out with jazz, jazz has been in my life for, you know, I'm 52 and I grew up on it with my dad and everything through the seventies. And we, we talked to somebody, it might've been Russ or somebody too, that said it. it's, it's a trip how much musicians admire. They're, they're like, I'm a great player, but I'm no jazz player. Like jazz is so different high, high and esteem. so technical and high esteem but then again he made the comment he's like you know you don't get into jazz music to become rich like it is such a discipline and everything and so hard and revered but it's not the same as like being a rock band or an improv band it, 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 it that's always just been kind of a trip to me it, it's like you think there'd be more more of an audience for jazz like bigger show i mean like you got jazz fest and stuff but it always comes out like i you know jazz is revered as like a very technical thing and like like talking to russ about it and stuff russ really opened our eyes to a lot of you know because he's been around and, yeah. and and you're revered when you're a jazz player but you're not yeah. out there doing as much as you know the fish and the bands that are out there hitting it hard and you know selling out big venues and stuff yeah jazz is a, is a real love and for for the art form and the tradition and the you know the style of of the music itself and, and the history of the culture you know um you, you know you don't start playing jazz because you want to make money and i don't think musicians should go into music for that reason in yeah. general i yeah. think it should just be for the love of the music no matter what because that is what translates the most if you're if you're looking for that but you know um jazz is, is such an art form and, and there's no like entertainment value you know i mean it's no <laughs> putting on a show rock yeah. show you know dancing right. around right. and doing the splits and pouring whiskey on your head lights you know? and <laughs> fringe costumes <laughs> yeah that's fun and stuff i mean don't get me wrong i like bands oh, like yeah. Van Halen and like fun stuff like that from back in the day you know but jazz is the teacher is what i say jazz is the yeah. teacher of improvisational art and uh i respect it more than any other kind of music for that and um you know that that's where it, where it started for offshoots you know to do other things in rock music and the fusion uh era of me of jazz in the 80s was a little bit of that rock and jazz or arena thing going on which was really cool too mm -hmm. but um yeah it's it's true you know russ knows exactly what he's talking about you know <laughs> it's it, it's it's different you know and you got it's it's a, the teacher, as I as I like to say. And, I like that. Um, Funk is yeah, the preacher. Yeah, taught me a lot. <laughs> yeah, I got my first record um, with uh, Bill Evans on saxophone. Um, 
played with Miles Davis and so many others. He taught me a lot um, of things about making records, but also just playing live and, and just hearing him play, you know, was really cool. And um, studying with, with guys at Berkeley and, and then just doing various gigs with, with other musicians, you know, I, jazz is an endless exploration and, and, you know, um, things to learn forever you know, from that music. So that seems like what it. makes it fun is that there's no, there's no ceiling. Like even a Miles Davis, who is the man, I'm sure he practiced and kept going until he couldn't anymore. You know what I mean? There's no lid. You're not hitting the ceiling and going, okay, well I'm done. Well, is it because you're like playing with different people? So no two people are the same in the same moment, you know? So if you're, even doing your same tricks, it's going to sound different with somebody that you've never played with before and somebody who's in a different mood than they usually are. And Mm -hmm. exactly. It's you're speaking with different people and having conversations in different ways, you know, each time and, and creating a different story. So yeah, it's the same, maybe the same chord changes or the same song, but it's, it's done differently every show, you know, and, every solo is different every night, you know, from yes. that person. So, and I think that's what we love in, in improv rock, you know, um, the fact we're going to go see a million shows and they're all going to be different. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yes. you know? Yeah. So I, you, you said something earlier. I want to go back to like when we were talking about seeing fish for the first time or the time that was most impactful and like you are you're there, you're seeing it happen and, and like, realized to yourself, fuck, this is what I want to do. Like, this is, this is everything I've been looking for, the community, the feeling, the the spiritual side of it. And then fast forward to 2021. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking... I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. People have the ability to have that same experience seeing you play, right? Is that just Hopefully. like, is that just a, <laughs> isn't that a, like kind of a, a trip to even think about that you're the dude that's providing that now for a whole new generation of people that are out there? You know, it's, it's something that I, I'm, it's hard for me to sort of, you know, feel a lot of um, like contentness in any way because I'm, always just wanting to do more for the people and more music and you know it it, sometimes it you know over the years i've put it's always a lot of pressure because you want to be put your head down put your blinders on not take anything too far in you know and Mm -hmm. just stay focused on what your goal is but i've gotten i think a little better at, at embracing the fact that there is this there is this audience now that that's there and that I can communicate with and give more to and, and embrace that a lot more. And, um, Mm -hmm. there is a huge full circle connection that, that comes into, comes into view, you know, more and more 
as we perform these shows and um, see people again and talk to people and and get you know feedback and um, you know hear stories of how they felt at the shows and mm-hmm. and what the music did to them you know and so I I feel so honored and blessed to be able to do what I do and and be in this place that I'm in now and and keep doing more you know for everyone and um, it's cool it's really fun and I, I love it I love it it's what I I feel like I'm meant to do this this is what I'm Aww. here for so that's you know it's, that's I want to awesome. keep going it's cool to hear you say that man like there's so much out there when you look around of like people not knowing themselves and not just that but like not finding what they're passionate about always endlessly searching and man it's it's cool to talk to somebody that like is in their center and and coming from that place of passion and and like this is my thing i'm fucking doing this thing and i want to be the best at it and i want to have fun doing it and i want people to have that experience and and i know that it's happening and I, like i said that it's got to be a trip to to realize that and in some way, I guess it's not healthy to take too much of that in. Right. I get that. But on the other hand, as we get older, like there is no denying that that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you're still going. And then there's other stuff that isn't there anymore. And, and now this is, this is the scene and dude, everybody I know knows your name. Like, you're part you're you're a fixture of of this thing you're you know so i think like you said there's a healthy level of embracing that but just realizing it and like just connecting to that the energy of that and being okay with it is really important i'm i'm learning how to do it too man it's it's a trip to realize that you're an elder in the thing that you came up in it's fucking weird (laughs) it's hard and and it's scary thank you so much i mean that really it's, it's really it's awesome to hear somebody say that about you know I just as a music student like I you know just like looking up to a lot of the legends you know it's, it keeps me in check you know it sort of keeps me focused all the time and you know after speaking to a lot of guys too you know this conversation has come up like you know it's important to take a step back sometimes and, and take it in a little bit because mm-hmm. it's we put so it's a 24 hour a day thing, mm-hmm. you know, we dream about what we're trying to do, you know? So it's, uh, it's something that, that fuels the fire to, to yes. get the, you know, the positive or negative response, you know, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. it's both, but that's part of putting your art out there on the line and, um, you yeah, know, feedback and just doing that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so. it's like the self care part of allowing yourself to dive headfirst into your passion. You know, it's like the yin and yang, like you are able to do all that focusing and all of that, you know, dedication to your craft. And then you need to turn it around and receive the blessings and the joy from whatever it is that you've diligently worked hard to put out you know like then if if you kind of avoid that part you're not completing that circle you're not allowing that thing to kind of 
feed you you know it's like you can't keep eating without pooping at some point you know (laughs) you can well you can no but like working hard and then you you got to turn around and look oh my god i built a castle all right i'm still building i'm building a town you know but you got to turn back and look at the castle maybe take a picture maybe walk through it once or something and like you said sometimes it's not positive sometimes you're like oh crap i gotta get that crown molding or you know something in of that nature but for the most part you created something where there was nothing and that nothing is a shelter emotionally and um uh in the in the airwaves for people and that yeah and it means something you know so i just want personally want to thank you for doing that and um bringing some beautiful sound therapy to the entire world thank you thank you so much you know yeah, I you're really welcome. want to do it more forever, you know. Sweet, yeah. we get to Let's hear a lot more cool it. stuff. <laughs> you, you know, it, one last thing before we go, man. It, we were actually talking about this. Maybe it was today or yesterday, and it was kind of along the lines of the conversation we're having right now about like when you're. This was like in in respect to the podcast. So like, you know, you start doing something, and and you know, you, you know, you love doing it, but you're not sure what you want it to be. And at some point it kind of is moving on its own based on how much work you're putting into it. You know what I mean? And we all have goals in our life. We all have things that we want to accomplish. And, and I don't know if you're like this, but like I get working so hard and doing so many things that I don't stop and realize like, Oh fuck, I actually hit the one of the goals or I'm actually in the place I wanted to be. I, I, and never stopping to like enjoy it for a fucking minute and shut the fuck up and chill out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm always like, oh, fuck, next thing, let's go climb the mountain. Or he did that thing. And I wonder if you feel like that too. Like if, if, if you've had to struggle with yourself to stop and smell the roses, I guess is the way you say it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm naturally born and raised a real hard worker, you know, constantly. That's the way I've, I've been brought up to work hard for what you want. And, uh, you know, so that that's kind of where I'm at. And and then as someone who self manages at this point, you know, um, it takes a lot of time and energy to to delegate responsibilities out to people and make sure things are done right and be represented properly, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm doing most of the time right now and i would love to be just playing more and working on writing and recording constantly but there's a lot of other stuff too that goes along with doing this it's not as fun to talk about but (laughs) it's still it's still a reality and um you you know i just want to be rocking out on stage walk out on stage with my guitar all my stuff set up bam play and gonna go hang out with friends you know um but yeah it's something that's that takes a lot of time and effort and energy. Yeah. So I am very grateful and, and, and appreciative of, of all the people in my life that have been part of this experience the fans who are being so supportive right now and, you know, help me reach a goal that I had set out to do on a Kickstarter campaign for my next record and to put out vinyl of truth and sound and all this other stuff I'm trying to do. So, I thank everybody for that and just, you know, coming to the shows and having fun with me, you know, and we're just going to keep that going. And that's what really is the reward for me is seeing people have fun dancing. 
that's really that's it. So, so I heard hard work <laughs> and fun. and fun and gratitude. Those are the things I heard. Yeah. Right on, Marcus. Yeah, <laughs> and and hey, I just I'll throw it out there. When you do come up to the Pacific Northwest, if you don't want to stay in a hotel, or if you just want to come for a fun visit, if you just want to come hang out, man, we doors open. We'd love to love host. To host. <laughs> Thank you. I would love to hang out with you guys in person. I think yeah. we'd have a blast. Really man, I, yeah. It'd be great. I think so too. Yeah. Let's, let's set it up. Let's make it happen. Yeah, okay. let's do it. I'll, I'll send my contact info to Leah. Please do. I awesome. All right, and, and thank thanks again. Thanks again for me too for for everything you do. You're a pleasure to watch. You do so many different things so well. Seeing you with oh, all these different you. collaborations, it's really fun to me. It's always fun to see like fish and stuff, but then to see them. The, just all the different collaborations and all the different music. There's always something new to see with you. Yeah. And now there's going to be even more because now you get to go out there. The It's a green light. It's go time. I can't wait to see what you do this year and to finally get to meet you when you're in the, up in this area. Man, I appreciate that so much. Right really, on, Marcus. Thank you so much for um, spending some Saturday time with us. It's been a blast. Totally. Let's, do, let's hang out soon. Yeah. You guys are have an open door policy. Yeah, enjoy your day yeah, off. Your only yeah, day yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll say hi for you, yeah, you guys. Yeah, right on, All man. Right, have a good day, man. All right. Peace. Take care. Thank you.
that was totally cool. Well, and it happened to, to me. It happened. Things happen how they're supposed to. Now he's out playing. He's so so happy and stuff. Yeah, it would have been a different getting, interview a few weeks, yeah, a month ago. Yeah, it would have still been just as good. But yeah, but oh, now yeah. things have, you know yeah things have things have changed. The, the, things, a, this was a little lighter. Yeah, yeah. The red lights off. The green lights on. It's time to go, it's go, so go. Cool and this dude is going, man. To he's see going. The smile. The smile says it all. Yeah, yeah, I will say um, the biggest improvement No Simple Road has made that I love is doing the Zoom calls because we get to see people's faces, see their environment. Uh, like when we did Arthur Leland, he like walked us Took around his tour. property. It's totally like, interactive. You know, dogs now. in the shots. And it's just really cool to see people's life on it, off the road while we do this it's fun and on the road we've done a couple oh yeah that have been like in the van well, mm-hmm. well, every, you. and everybody <laughs> even if they weren't used to i mean we weren't last year we weren't experts at no. zoom or anything and then now i mean so many people have embraced that now it's yes. like i mean a year and a half two years ago it had been like yeah, What's Zoom? I don't really want to do People video do let's just do Skype? audio yeah now mm-hmm. it's like interactive and it's so super fun. fun and like we were saying in in the interview you guys out there marcus is like one of those extremely prolific musicians that's doing everything so i mean there's collaborations galore there's new album truth and sound well, and he's doing all his own administrative <clears throat> stuff there's and he's, and he's well schooled like you said hey he's all i finally gotta like use my masters uh, yeah he's teaching <laughs> like, to do some teaching think about and, how many just anytime you get a little bit <laughs> out of hand about how much responsibility you have think about a traveling teaching musician that is an improv musician that has to do their administrative sounds like he needs book, a guy like me book their um travel their negotiate their that sounds exhausting sounds and like a man like so, you need a manager so it sounds like the job of actually doing the music would be the break Oh what, shit! Do yeah, you know right? what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when I finally get to go on stage, that's, that's my relaxation. Well, like he said too, it's a 24 hour. He's like, it's 24 hours a day, 24 seven. Because when you're not doing it or making the plans, you're dreaming about your plans. Mm-hmm. Even even at night when you're sleeping, it's still. If you're if you're doing your own thing, that means it's all the time. Well, because it's, it's your cause own it's you. thing. Yeah, you don't yes. stop being you. Okay, I'm off work. I'm not Aaron no, anymore. You are doing your own thing. It's you. Oh wow, that's nuts. So think then, about that. So then there there comes into play an entirely different aspect to life that somebody that has a nine to five doesn't deal with is learning how to shut it off. You. You, you have and most to people don't to, know how to do it. Right. It, there's not always a, a, a happy uh, <clears throat> medium in between that. You can't always find a perfect balance. Sometimes the imbalance is being a little bit better than the day before. That's crazy. That's well done, Marcus. Just a little yeah. bit. Um, but you know, the more that you do it, I'm sure the better you get at it. Y- yeah. Not that it's not hard work anymore. Just the work may be a little bit easier because you're not always thinking of how you're going to do something. You just have to do the task. It's the whole goal thing too, though. But because, you know, you're constantly, if you're doing it right, you're always in forward motion. So even though you've learned to balance, you're still stretching every day. And that's what 
passion is. Oh yeah. And that they're playing same thing. Mm-hmm. Even though I know these X amount of songs, I'm going to learn X amount more. And yeah. make, like Janice <laughs> said, you got to push just a little bit harder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what she's talking about. <laughs> that's up to interpretation. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like anything in that's music, true. sir. True. Oh. true. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody out there, guess what? You didn't say what? 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 We'll be back next week what, with what? more stuff and things. And we, we will. You guys. We will. And yay. yay. We're going to keep coming back. We are. We're not going to stop. We're we're like a. I mean, we might stop every now and then, but not forever. No. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. Sometimes I need a break. Well, well, my dogs are when we barking. stop, they don't necessarily know that the listeners right. out there, they're listening. Sometimes we have a break, but we do so much. We got things Sounds stored up. <laughs> we got a lot of presents wrapped and waiting yeah, right now that. to mm-hmm. come out still. All right. Mm. And um, remember, as, as you go back out into the world, it's important to remember these things. Be kind. Take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Safety third. Continue washing your hands. That's Hydrate. just always been yes. a good yeah, thing to that, do. Yes. That's not new. <laughs> That's a great thing that, that came out of the pandemic. New. That is unusually new to a lot of people. Washing hands? Yeah. Like after everything. Like, like oh, I don't wash my hands. I heard a lot of people complain like, Wash my God, God, I gotta wash my hands so many times a day. I can understand yeah, the complaint. I still it. do it, but the complaint for me is like my hands can't be any fucking drier. Like they from constantly from co- just even if you like okay, if you use a paper towel, the paper towel also dries your hands out. If you use an air dryer, okay, that's a tiny bit better, but it still dries your hands out. Soap that you need to use dries your hands out. Sanitizer that people like dries to dries your fucking hands out, like. It is. I understand the complaint. Don't stop doing it, but I get you it. You know who made out like a he bandit probably during all this? Vaseline. The lotion companies yeah. are probably roll. They, they're like Lotions. Scrooge McDuck with the pile of cash, cash rolling swimming around. In <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you next week. We love you. Take care and um, stuff. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville 
our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.